Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. It's your main bitch, Kim, in the house. Happy Thursday. And yes, guys, I love, I'm loving, I'm loving so much Danielle, not Danielle Dagger, Danielle, stop, but I'm loving Staten Island Danielle with Real Housewives of New Jersey. This bitch is awesome. I want to be her friend. I'm obsessed with her. She's kind of like... Chanel Ion. Actually, she really isn't Chanel Ion because no one can uh, surpass her because I just fucking love her. Shout out to you, Chanel, wherever you are. My God, I love you. Can't wait for Dubai to happen again on the boob tube, which, by the way, I did see on Instagram today that Caroline Brooks did open up her... uh, I don't know. Let's say it's like a beauty lab and laser, but it's in Dubai. Yes. Shout out to you, Heather Gay. Oh, also too. before we get started with Potomac and Jersey. OMG. Did you guys see the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip to Thailand? Oh my God. It's going to be so good. First of all, Bravo, you got it right. You got it right for getting fucking Candace Dillard Bassett on a Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. I mean, this bitch causes shit, and I love it. I love it. It was a perfect, perfect casting job in my mind, minus the Miami women because I don't watch that show. Yes, you can hate me now. Whatever. I don't care. I'm still not going to watch this show. (laughs) They're just, I'm just not into it. I'm not into it. I gave it a shot. The way that I gave Dallas a shot, it's just not my vibe, okay? Beaches, ocean, that shit's not my vibe. Give me some fucking smoke from a bus. Let me get on a subway. Let me do all that shit. Like, give me that. That's all I'm saying. Even though that's really only like New York City. But, you know, just semantics, whichever. <laughs> okay, So yes, the trailer for the Thailand show coming up is going to be fabulous. I'm excited that Leah's... I want to know if Leah McSweeney and Candace go at it. Because if they do, yes, I am here for it. I'm excited about it. And we also see how Candace was like... I don't know. Giselle says something. I don't know where they are. But Candace was like, this is why Giselle is not getting any... Who wants to have sex with that? And then immediately in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Do you take that back now? Because look who she's dating. Like, what the fuck is this? And then they even talked about that shit on the Real Housewives of Potomac part two reunion. Kind of like visualizing uh, Giselle's sex life with Jason. I can't. Okay. I can't. I don't want to. I'm still talking about it. Yes. But like, ew, I can't. Leave it at the door. Ugh. But anyways. Oof. There's so much stuff going on with my two uh, my two shows. Let's get into part two reunion, shall we? Oh, real quick, too. I just saw that. I saw this on Instagram today. Drew Sedora and her husband. I can't remember his name because I do remember that he was a complete asshole when I <laughs> did you hear that asshole um, when I watched Atlanta? He was a huge dick. Now they're divorcing. And I'm sure it's very sad for Drew. And I'm sorry for you, Drew. But I have to say. Silver lining is this guy was a douchebag and you deserve so much better because you're a badass and uh, that guy's a dick. So there's that. 
But yeah, they're divorcing and they're splitting. So now let's get back to (laughs) part two reunion for my Potomac women. Let me open up my water bottle. Yeah, did you hear that? How about them apples? Yes, dollar spot target. Yes. So it was pretty intense. Start off with, um, you know, Candace going after Giselle's, what does she say? And I quote, dwindling uterus. You know, because we heard that Giselle had her, um, she got the hysterectomy. Apparently, it was worse than uh, people realized. So that's terrible. Thank God that she's okay. And, uh, you know, Candace was basically saying, you're going after everyone else with their life and their families. When you can't even talk about your dwindling uterus, this is the only thing that you're getting real with. But here's the thing. Andy asks more about it to her as far as the surgery and her daughters and all that shit. And she says she wants to talk to him about it later. And he's like, no, well, we do this now. So that was interesting to see that because like she still doesn't even want to give us a little bit. When I think this particular situation that she went through, I think is a huge thing that would be resonating toward a lot of women. But then she eventually talks about it. But before that, Candace goes back and says, hey, you know what? You always have something to say about the husbands, but you only say it when the cameras are rolling and you don't say it after it happened. Like you save it for filming because you want to create a storyline because you don't want to create any storyline for yourself because one, your life is probably boring or you just don't have anything to say. She didn't say that, but I said that. <laughs> oh, my God. So Candace thinks that Giselle lies. Uh, she uses the show to lie about the women. I can't confirm or deny that. But when Andy did ask her about that and say, hey, you know what? You don't really share a lot of yourself with the show, like what the fuck gives. And then she's like, oh, well, it's semantics. And he's like, no, we're talking about it now. She never really answered the question as far as hey, do you do all this shit for the show and whatnot? She's kind of like a politician at this point. She doesn't answer. And let me tell you, it gets exhausting after a while. You know what I'm saying, Yins, guys? Let's see what's going on in the world. Like, come on now. So it's weird. And then by reading my notes, because I feel like I'm getting a little off topic. What the hell? Candace still wants to know what the fuck actually uh, that Chris did to her and uh, Giselle can't really answer. So you just trying to create a storyline or what? That's what a lot of people are thinking. So then we get to Sesame Street character Ashley's uh, friend Deborah, and kind of talk about all of that situation as far as like Chris being flirty with her and smiley Eddie like what the fuck seriously people can we relax on that if a guy smiles at you and starts talking to you doesn't mean that they're fucking flirting doesn't mean that they want to get in bed with you does not mean that they're interested come on now I mean I get that you know, you want to be loved too. I want to be loved too. But like anyone who's looking at me blue in the face does not mean that they want to sleep with me and get in my pants and do all that kind of shit and want to be with me until the day that I die. Deborah, come on. My God. So that was kind of intense. And I do appreciate that they rolled back to the episode where Chris was not even saying anything flirtatious to Deborah, and then Ashley even said she's like yeah I was a little surprised because I really believed her and like seeing the footage and really 
Really? That's all that I'm saying? So then from that little Sesame Street talk, we go to the JBL speaker talk with Robin placing it down, kind of uh, outing Candace when she's talking about all these women and saying that none of these bitches are honest and all that kind of shit. So Candace is addressing it, and she's like, well, I don't even know why you wouldn't come to me, Robin. And then Robin says, I was in my feelings. And then she's like, well, what the fuck? Like, how old are you? Like, come talk to me. I kind of agree with that, but let's just be real. We know that Robin and Giselle, they're petty-ass bitches. They are. Maybe I connect with that because sometimes I'm a petty ass bitch. Like they don't want to let go of things. So they do shit like even Giselle said in the episode, I don't like Wendy. We'll get to that because it was a moral compass code as far as like the whole drink throwing on Wendy from Mia, etc. So that gets pretty juicy. And I was like a little bit shocked with that and disappointed at the same time. But before that, Robin is talking to Candace saying, hey, you know what? You're doing this thing on IG Live whenever you should be posting all that. Like, you, w- our show is doing everything on camera. Oh, is it, Robin? Because then the production goes to the time that she was on Watch What Happens Live about Juan and the alleged woman and the fucking hotel and the Baltimore Ravens and all that kind of shit. It's funny. And you know what? Bravo. You got that right because you did, you had to go back. You had to go back and say, Robin, you fucked up. You're telling Candace that we're on a freaking ra- reality series. Oh, my God. I cannot talk today. We're on a reality series where we show all our shit on camera. But no, you don't, boo. You do not show that. We heard afterwards. And I didn't even hear this. I heard this after the fact. After you guys fucking went on Patreon, you had all those people pay that shit so they could hear you talk about it. Hypocrite. Total hypocrite, Robin. And I fucking love you. I love you, Robin. But like, why are you? But you know what, though? That shit is making great TV for me right now. I do have to say she's a hypocrite as fuck, but it is some good TV to watch. So it was kind of funny. I appreciated that, that the production team went back and replayed that because we do know that the reunion was filmed two weeks before Robin was on Watch What Happens Live and said, oh, yeah, one was talking to this woman. Just saying. Ooh. Now we're going to go back to uh, Robin and Giselle and their podcast and how they're doing the traveling show, kind of like what Hannah Burner does with Paige DeSorbo. Yet, I would probably go see Hannah and Paige's show before Giselle and Robin's just because Hannah's funny and she's doing stand-up and I've actually seen her shit on Instagram and it's funny as fuck. I don't know. I don't know how long I could hang with Robin and Giselle at a show. I don't know if they have what it takes for me to stay interested And let me just be honest, I'm never going to Karen's show. Hell fucking no. And it was hilarious that Andy was like, did you get any influence from the Countess? And she's like, no, Andy, I've been thinking of this for years. And plus, it's very different. No, it's not, bitch. It is the same setup. The only difference is, is your ass isn't singing and Luann's ass is trying to sing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that was hilarious to me. That was crazy. I can't even... But also, I can't even, why is everyone paying money for this when they're not doing anything? Oh my God, it's frustrating. But like, here I am sitting in the basement of parents' house, 
doing this podcast. (laughs) So I don't really have much to say. I'm just, you know what? I'm like Robin right now. I'm in my feelings. I'm in my feelings. I have my water bottle at my foot, ready to take a little swish. And uh, I'm in my feelings. (laughs) So, oh my God. Uh, Then they talk about Giselle's dating life. We all know about that shit. I don't need to talk about it because I'm in my feelings with that too. (laughs) Oh, man. And then they talk about the surgery. Uh, Giselle's surgery lasted eight hours. Obviously, it was really intense. We are so thankful that she is okay and that she is recovering fine and she's good to go. Then they go to Wendy and talk to her about her busy life throughout the season, if she's dialed it down a bit. bit. And I do have to say, this season, Wendy wasn't really that active, except whenever Mia threw the drink in her face. But other than that, and like for the hot second that she was talking to Peter Thomas about opening the, uh, the bar restaurant, she was pretty silent for me. I don't know if I hated that. I don't know if I loved it. She was just sort of there. Which I guess is a little disappointing because I feel like she's a pretty dynamic castmate and I wish there could have been a little bit more with her because I do think she's a badass as well. But sometimes I feel like is her energy, not her energy, but like just her as a person, like is she good for reality TV? I don't know. I don't know. Like a lot of people are like, is Robin good for TV? A lot of people say no. A lot of people think that she's boring. Does she bring the same type of thrill and entertainment factor as Candace or maybe Ashley or even Giselle or Karen? Fuck no, she doesn't. I'm sorry, she doesn't. But she's there because she's kind of, she's, I don't know, she's there. I fucking love her. I don't think she's boring, but a lot of people do. But yeah, I wish that there was more with Wendy. But they're talking about her season and then they talk about... Mia throwing the drink on her and then how Robin was saying that Wendy was the antagonist and then Robin was explaining that. Robin said, I didn't want her to go in at her on camera because she's got a lot of shit going on and da-da-da-da-da-da, she's a teacher, etc. And production played back like a little clip of her saying that. But, um, you know, even whenever they were talking about it, Wendy said that it was fucked up this whole situation. And it was. Andy was talking about how Ashley and Giselle kind of flip-flopped their views when it came to this particular incident versus the Monique incident. So Ashley disagrees. Giselle as well. Giselle said this is a drink toss versus someone being beat up. Like Candace was beat up and Wendy just got a drink tossed on her. And then she said something from what I recall in my mind. Giselle didn't really say that it was fucked up the way that mostly everyone else did. She said, I I mean, we all know that she doesn't like Wendy. She doesn't. And it almost seemed like to me like Giselle was okay with the drink throwing because it was on Wendy because she doesn't like her. However, the rest of the world knows that that shit is fucked up. And just because you don't like someone does not mean that you should be throwing drinks or anything in their face. Like that is fucked up. And someone said, dude, that's just like a moral compass. Like that's a moral code. I think Candace said that, which I'm on her. I'm on her team for that. Because even if you don't like someone, you shouldn't be throwing a glass in their face. Come on. Or you shouldn't be okay that someone else is throwing a glass in their face. That's messed up to me. So she got called out on it. 
I don't think she cared, but it was a good, uh, it was a good point. And I enjoyed that because someone was saying, dude, what the fuck? Where's your moral code? I don't know where it is. Sure not here right now. And then they get to a point in the episode where they're talking about colorism. I thought that was a really good thing. Um, I thought it was also good that Andy kind of didn't say anything and he was just there to listen and learn and all that kind of shit. And uh, I did too because I'm a white bitch and I was just sitting, I was listening to hear what they said and their point of view and I just thought it was a good dialogue to watch. So if you haven't seen it, hello, go to Peacock right now and watch that shit or on Bravo if it's on. I'm not really sure. So I think it was a good idea for him to create that opportunity for the ladies to talk about on their platform because hopefully it translates to viewers like us and then we can keep the conversation going to make things better and all this kind of yummy fun stuff. I dig it. Then towards the end of the show we have Jacqueline coming in that's Mia's friend and they're about to go in on it as far as their friendship and then Jacqueline's like oh well my sister came in she was watching my kids and then I was just like oh well maybe she should watch Mia's kids to help her out and then you know hell's gonna break loose and then the the end of the episode happens and then the final um part three is gonna be next week the the last part of the reunion and uh I hope that they can make up. Doesn't seem like it at this point, but we shall see. I'm always optimistic with friendships. Now, it was a cool episode. I'm more excited about Jersey. Give me Jersey. Give me Jersey, girls. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes, Potomac was cool, but Jersey is cooler right now for me. So let's get to it. Start off the guys night. Oh my God. They're coming home. Could the guys hang? The older ones, not so much. The younger ones were like, what the fuck? I thought it was going to end later than this. Like, come on. So that was lovely. I wish they would have shown Joe Gorga or Frank getting home. I mean, I just thought it was great. I enjoyed that thoroughly. And I also enjoy that Louie is the fucking man for Teresa. And I actually just think that he's the man for the fucking Gorga Judice family. I really do. I think he's going to be a good mediator to bring people back together to make peace. Y'all know what I'm saying when we get there. I just loved it. I just love that. We got Louie and Teresa at their house. And then we get Joe and Melissa at their new house that Joe is creating for them. And they're both talking about Guys Night and what happened. Joe was talking about how he got in a fight with Louie, Louie, etc. with um, Teresa. I know that didn't make any sense, but you guys know what I'm trying to say, hopefully. So they're reflecting on that. And then Louie says, you really just need to make peace with your brother. He's hurting. He loves you. I know that you love him. Call him. So Teresa calls him. Louis writes down on a notebook sheet of paper to make peace. And I told you that he's good for her. Totally. So she is on the phone with Joe, her brother, and says, I want to make peace. And he's like, good, finito, done. But then she asks him, will you come to my bubble of love party? Which Dorinda was probably like, I'll go. NSL. She was probably there in, in spirit, right? Yes. It's whenever she dressed up as Lady Gaga, if we recall good throwback. And Joe wasn't really sure. He's like, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. And then she's like, okay, well, I want you there. I love you. And then he says, I love you. 
she was so surprised that he said, I love you. And I loved seeing that as far as her saying that. However, the phone call itself was very weird and uncomfortable. There was just, I mean, you could sense it. Like, it was palpable. It was so, you just were uncomfortable there. It was crazy. Whenever Melissa was talking to Joe about, hey, they didn't invite my parents or my mom and my sisters to the wedding. Like, we've been with her family the whole time. Louis even addresses that to Teresa saying, well, they feel like they should be invited because they were around your mother and father when they were still alive. Like, they got really close and all that kind of stuff. So he's really trying to make peace because, I don't know, I think we should just call Louis like the peacemaker. He totally has that vibe for sure. So after the invite happens in the so-called peace that will probably not last, we go to Dolores and her place. Her mom is coming to visit. Her son is there, Frankie Jr. And they're all talking about Paulie, not Polly D from Jersey Shore, of course, but Paulie, her new boo, and how Frank is adjusting. Because we can see on screen, he's kind of uncomfortable. And Polly is making sure that he is known that he is the number one. And he kind of has like an aggressive, dominant type of personality. And I don't think Frank likes that. He wants to have a relationship, so Frankie Jr. says. He wants the relationship to almost be the way that he has the relationship with David, Dolores' ex. But Polly is not that guy. And they're talking about that. And I agree from the little bit of time that we've seen him on our boob tube. So Dolores is saying in her confessional, she's like, I've been around for everyone my whole entire life. This is my turn. Frank will get over it because I wanted to stick. I wanted everyone to get along for the kids and I was fine with it. But now it's my time and he can get over it. I support her. However, I just want them to get back together because I love them. I think they're wonderful and I just want them to be together. And I honestly feel, I honestly feel like Frank is in love with her. He's in love with her. It's on the screen. We can see it. Then after we uh, are done with Dolores' house, we go to dinner with Bill and Jennifer Aiden. Mm-mm-mm. She is addressing to Bill that He is always the one that's telling her that she needs to address her issues when she's getting in fights with all the fucking women because she's the one that stirs the fucking pot. But I love it and I'd love to see her and Candace go at it because it would be great. Oh, but I would love, love, love to see those two go at it with Leah McSweeney. Oh, my God. Just get Bethany Frankel in there and Nene. Like, oh, my God. It's amazing. I miss all of these women. But she feels like she's not getting support from Bill, and she addresses him about that and says, I just want you for once to just be on my team. And he's like, you want me to just do whatever you want on your terms? She's like, yes, I want you to do that. We'll see if he does. He probably will one time, and then he'll be like, I can't deal with this bullshit. Like, I'm out. Let me get in my Ferrari. I'm peace and bitch. Bye. Then after the dinner with Bill and Jennifer, we go to the newbies. We go to Jennifer Fessler and Rachel. The, uh, what, (laughs) Margaret, I can't wait to see that episode. A sophisticated Tim Burton character. That's Rachel. (laughs) I mean, it is quite amazing that she said that. So we go there and they're having lunch and they're talking about how Jennifer Aiden is talking shit about Dolores and Margaret. So then they're like, what the fuck? This is messed up. Uh, 
And apparently Jennifer has something to say about Rachel's nose job. Oh my God, but it was hilarious at the end of the episode. I can't, it was so good. Rachel's bothered by that, as I would be too. But Jennifer, your nose job ain't any better. And am I kind of dissing Rachel's nose job? I mean, perhaps. (laughs) I think it could have, you know, the doctor could have done a better job. But maybe that's what she wanted. And um, I'm going to be done shaming her because that's not what we do here. But uh, I didn't love it. And that's just me. And as Robin would say, I'm standing on it. I'm standing on it. Mm-hmm. 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 Dolores then meets up with Margaret. And they're talking to Melissa because she calls them about the love bubble party and how Joe doesn't want to go. Or she wants him to go, but then we later find out that he doesn't want to and he doesn't show up. So she's going to be flying solo anyways. And they're just talking about this party, what have you. Then we go to Teresa's house and her girls and Louie are setting up. They find out that Uncle Joey isn't coming. They're disappointed. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, he hasn't seen us in six months. And Like, I'm sick and tired of that. We know that he's not coming. You guys are mad. Let's move on. Let's just do it because this shit's going to go on and on and on forever and ever and ever. But then the party starts. Margaret comes in and she's talking to all the girls about how Jennifer is talking all the shit to Fessler, Jennifer Fessler. And they're like, well, what the fuck? What's going on here? Melissa shows up last. She's a little nervous. I would be too. Trying to see what's going on. But I do love the fact whenever Danielle Stanton Island Danielle gets there, yes, she's the best. She's the fucking best. And she says, This is my quote of the week, I'd say. She says, I was gonna bring my Tupperwares in my purse. Oh my god. I, I definitely don't think that I have the Staten Island accent down at all, but I just fucking love her. Oh, bring the Tupperwares, girl. That's like fucking going to uh Kevin McAllister home alone. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. Uncle Frank. So good. So good. I was going to bring Tupperwares in my purse. You should have, man. I would have done it too because you know that food was good. Mm. So then eventually Teresa does a toast for everyone who's there. And she's like, you all are my chosen family. Two cheers to all of us. And then you got Bill Aid in the background. We miss you, Joe. That was kind of, that was stirring the pot there, Bill. You're learning. You're learning from your wife. I don't know. You are supporting her now, so I guess that's a good thing, right? Melissa obviously got really upset about it, which I totally would too. Also, you can hear my dogs upstairs. Someone opened up the fucking door. I'm so sorry. So Melissa's obviously upset about it, so she goes into another room. She doesn't want to talk about it. There's that. And then we get back to Melissa. She comes back after she kind of cries a bit. I would too, though. It's totally understandable. It's kind of fucked up. That she's saying, this is my chosen family. Well, what the fuck, bitch? We're your actual family. We've been there forever. And you're treating us like shit. Well, she comes back and she talks to Jackie about the whole shorts comment that she made about Danielle. Because, I don't know, Jackie's a little bit judgy McJudgerson. And she's fine with that. <laughs> then Danielle steps in because she hears her name being thrown around she's like oh yeah I'm gonna come in here uh what the fuck do I look okay to you am I on your approval list for my clothes and then she's like well you did wear something weird and blah 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 
whatever. And then Danielle starts talking and then Jackie's like, get your hands out of my face. And then Danielle just is like, she's like, you know, I'm from Staten Island. This is how I talk. This is how I talk. She's waving her hands in the air. I fucking love that. But I also did love because Jackie had a little bit of fire and she's like, you know what? If I'm sorry is not coming out of your mouth, then fuck you. And then she walks away. Where the hell was that backbone Jackie last like seasons when you were here as a castmate and you were not the friend of? Where did that come from? I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. Then Margaret comes and she's starting. She's shit stirring, talking about Jennifer Aiden, of course, and what she's doing. And she's talking shit. And then Jennifer Aiden comes in and she's like, well, Jennifer Fessler gave me a marriage counselor that she was referring for me and Bill. So also, too, she says in her confessional that Jennifer Fessler was not defending Margaret at all. So apparently she's saying that Jennifer isn't really team Margaret. Where's the loyalty? So, of course, by the end of the episode, they're fighting, they're fighting, Margaret and Jennifer are yelling. Then eventually Dolores comes in the picture because Jennifer brings up Dolores. And then we got Rachel coming in because she's talking about the Dolores party with the calendar shoot. And Jennifer Aiden says, you didn't even know what was going on. And then she's like, but you're a hypocrite. And then she says something. Here's a quote from Jennifer Aiden. The quotes are starting. They're starting. And then she says, I felt bad about your terrible nose job. What, bitch? What? Rachel says, nope, I'm out. I got to go, Teresa. Best of luck with your party. I'm about to, like, kick a bitch. She didn't say that, but she felt it. I know. And then Jennifer says, don't let the door split you on the way out. Whatever. And then Rachel's like, there's no door, you asshole. It was a great episode. Loved it. Loved it. I am happy that Jersey is here. I'm kind of happy that Potomac is ending. Wasn't that exciting for me this season? It really wasn't. I'm very disappointed because Potomac is up there for me, as Yin's guys well know. But Jersey, holy fuck. I love it. I love it. Okay. Now, Roni, who the fuck knows if that's ever going to come on our boob tube again? Who fucking knows? I really don't know because you never hear anything about it. No one's ever talking about it. And if they are, they're talking about old school episodes. So if Roni, in fact, does not come back, because honestly, out of the three that I talk about, Roni's my number one. Hello. Yas. But I tell you, then Potomac was my number two. But if the way that the Jersey ladies are right now, and if Roni doesn't come back, ooh, I don't know, Yins guys. I think Jersey might be on the top. I don't know. I don't want to say it 100%, but they're, they're kicking ass right now, and they're kicking my ass, and I'm kind of loving it. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, it's great. It's great shit. I'm enjoying... Jersey. I, I, I have nothing else to say. It's just I'm having a ball watching them. I love it. I'm excited to see the traitors reunion because Andy fucking hosts it. I think it might actually be on Peacock right now. I'm going to have to stream that shit. Excited to see about that. And I'll let you guys know about it when I watch it. I'll just do a little brief on it. 
But uh, yeah, Yins, guys, Vanderpump Rules, watch it. Um, clearly, at the moment, it's like 6.30 on a Wednesday, March 1st. So I'm not going to see the Vanderpump until a few hours from now. But I know that shit's going to be good. What the fuck, Raquel, Tom Schwartz, ew. But Yins, guys, you know, follow me on uh, on the Instagram is what... Uh, what the is that what the kids say the instagram no that's what i say follow me on instagram at bravo yinzer yinzer spelled y-i-n-z-e-r and yes follow us at believe network and at believe lifestyle and you spell believe b-l-e-a-v yins guys thank you so much for listening to my crazy ass mouse at times i'm sure it's annoying and i apologize but I also don't apologize because that's just who I am. But I appreciate you guys that you come back and you listen. I do think you all are fabulous. And I am grateful for each and every one of you. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Have a lovely weekend. And I shall catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.